Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. What's the Nods fam? My name is Britt Daniels, fit life coach, yogi, serial entrepreneur, your co-host of Black Health 365, a podcast created to educate our community on Black health from various perspectives. It is our mission to be champions of change by providing personalized healthcare information and resources so that our listeners are empowered to make better choices year round. And I'm joined by my beautiful co-host. Well, excuse, excuse me. I was not <laughs> expecting that. Come on, Brent Daniels. <laughs> I'm Jackie Page, radio personality, fitness guru. I don't even know if it makes sense for me to go down like, you know, my list of what I do and what I don't do. Name the titles. Of, <laughs> but I mean, after you did that, I'm just like, is it is it worth it? I'm gonna do it. Um, because that's like you said, that's what we do. Okay. Um, so radio personality, I am a personal trainer, nutrition coach, Zumba instructor, TRX instructor, group fitness instructor, you name it, I probably do it. Come on. That's just, you know, how life is. Brett, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, 365ers, me and Jackie Page just got back from Jamaica, uh, did a great wellness retreat out there. So we're feeling a little rejuvenated. Uh, it was a little bit more work than we anticipated. I was about to say, <laughs> do we really feel rejuvenated or are we really? They had us. I mean, that was like an NFL combine jacket. That was crazy. <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be transparent. That's, you know, a part of great health and great wellness is transparency. I had a phenomenal time. However... I am paying for it now. I'm tired. It was it was great. But like you said, it was a lot of work. Um, fun work, but a lot of work. So I am in all transparency. Um, still trying. I'm on the struggle bus. We just gonna say that. <laughs> I think that's a great follow up for our Dharma talk. So 365ers, do we do these things called Dharma talks, which come from the Eastern tradition? It's essentially a small sermon, a small little affirmation just to set the tone for the conversation. And so as me and Jackie are transitioning back to work life here in the States, coming from Jamaica, our Dharma talk is actually about transitions. Um, listen, we're entering a space where the days are getting shorter and depending on where you live, the air is getting crisper. So those external transitions can sometimes manifest in our internal world. For a lot of people, the body and the subconscious mind process transitions as periods of vulnerability. It's a unique phenomenon to be both stuck in a mental pattern while the world is dynamically changing around us, right? So it helps during these times to, okay, take a step back, look at the larger picture, get out of your own way, 
here are some other key tools. Learn to be more flexible, tighten up on your disciplines, seek external accountability, practice gratitude. gratitude. Um, these are going to be some virtues that can help anchor you during these difficult, changing times, right? And it also helps to remember that we're all bigger than any individual moment, right? Um, life is fleeting. Moments are fleeting. So don't get too bogged down. Um, when it comes to change, you can only deal with it with one thing at a time. Change is a universal law. So just learn to dance in the rain. No need in letting it consume you. So that's our Dharma talk. It's a transitional time. Winter is coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> I felt that Dharma talk in my spirit. Um, is it appropriate to pass a collection plate in the middle of a Dharma talk? <laughs> <laughs> that's it was, what it's given. It, it really is. Um, I needed to be reminded of that, especially with everything that I have going on in life right now. Um, 365 is again talking about, you know, um, a 365 mindset and, and, and body of wellness. Um, I'm going through a move right now, going through a, tra a transition. And I feel like the move is taking me down versus me taking it down. Um, so just kind of hearing you say that, like not one moment can take you over. Um, it's something that I needed to hear right now because literally I'm up here like, bruh. If one more thing happens, if I have to pack one more box, I'm literally gonna kick all these boxes over. And I just I don't I don't care. That's why this layers me and say if God gives me one more bit of character development, I'm gonna turn it to <laughs> a villain. <laughs> That's the one. Where did you find that mean? Can you mean? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Can you send that to me? I got you, Jackie. I got you. But yeah, these are big reminders as we're transitioning and um and talking about giving and moving. We're talking on this podcast, three six survivors. Uh, about a movement called Movember. Um, have you ever heard of this jacket before? Um, I, mm, in some way, shape, or form, I have. I haven't really like jumped into it, but I ain't it got something to do with like men not shaving. It, that's a part of it. So, scruffy. Movember, formerly known as November, is when brave and selfless men around the world grow a mustache and our fellow women, Jackie, you, <laughs> step up and support <laughs> us. <laughs> but no, but seriously, the, the point of Movember aims to change the face of men's health by bringing resources and awareness to key issues such as prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and mental health slash suicide prevention. These are serious issues um, in the Black community and that Black men struggle with. And today we're going to talk about specifically, it's going to be a series, we're going to talk specifically today about prostate cancer. Um, so, you know, a lot of people struggle with prostate cancer. I have family members that have struggled with it. I'm young, but, you know, <laughs> that's something I'm definitely going to have to keep my head out and awareness from. And I'm excited to have a conversation with our guest today to just get more information about it. Um, but here are some stats about prostate cancer in America, um, 100 men out of 100 men in America, 13 will have prostate cancer at some point or some variation of it within their life. And two to three of those people may actually die. Uh, prostate cancer is unfortunately higher among black men than any other male group. That's interesting. And um, there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, uh, the lack of screening, um, lack of knowledge, health beliefs, relationships with primary health care providers. Um, the most common risk factor is age, but black men still tend to get cancer younger than other groups. So I'm very interested on the science behind a lot of this, Jackie. Um, 
And some of this is, is, is some concerning stuff. So yeah, especially when you talk about like you know the black community, um, you hear a lot about prostate cancer in the black community. I mean, you just said you know you have family members um, that have experienced it. I know a few men myself that have experienced it. So it's definitely something um, moving into November that we talk about um, and that a lot of us learn about because a lot of us don't know about it. As I just said, you know, when I think of Movember, it's just y'all out here looking scruffy, but there's a bigger purpose and a bigger reason to it. And that's what we have to talk about today. So um, I am so excited. Me and Britt are excited to have Dr. Vernon Orton, urologic oncologist, stepping in to the 365 Black Health Podcast. How are you doing, Dr. Orton? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much, Jackie, for the introduction. I, um, I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for joining. Um, it is Movember. I am going to learn a lot about Movember during this conversation and prostate cancer. Because again, for me, Movember was just like y'all walking around here looking scruffy and me trying to figure out why. <laughs> but there's a bigger purpose and a, and a bigger um, reason behind that. Um, and we want to talk about today, th- talk about that today, starting off with um, prostate cancer. So um, let's go ahead and just dive into it. What exactly is prostate cancer? Well, prostate cancer is cancer of the prostate and the prostate is the male sex gland. So you have an overproliferation of cells in the prostate gland that become cancerous. Their character changes from normal cells to abnormal cells and they can proliferate and become and turn into prostate cancer. Mm. And what are some of the causes of prostate cancer? You know, many times there's no identifiable cause of prostate cancer. You can have some increased risk factors, risk factors such as a family history of prostate cancer. Uh, Being a black male can be another risk factor of prostate cancer. Some men that were in Vietnam were actually exposed to Agent Orange, and that can increase their risk for prostate cancer as well. So, but many times there will be no direct association that's going to increase one's risk for for prostate cancer or increase their prevalence of developing prostate cancer. Now, we talked about um, a few weeks ago, we talked about breast cancer. And um, one of the things that was brought up is that, um, you know, if somebody in your family had breast cancer, it's something that you definitely want to be on the lookout for and maybe start getting a a test for. Um, Is that the same with prostate cancer? So if your father or if your brother had it, is that something that you know, you should start getting tested for a lot earlier than what you like the normal age? Absolutely. If if you have a first degree relative that is diagnosed with prostate cancer, based on the age at which that man is diagnosed, you should start screening earlier than that diagnosis, than their age of diagnosis. So, for example, your father that was diagnosed with prostate cancer in his 50s, and you're a black male especially, you should be screened for prostate cancer in your early 40s, 45 at the latest. What's the average age for prostate cancer? So the average age is probably going to be between 50 and 65 years old. That's generally when you see a lot of men that have been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Is there any reason why that's like the typical 
age? Is there any reason why like it waits until 50s or 60s or is it just that it's just a random phenomenon? Yeah, it's I don't think that it's random. The American Urologic Association recommends screening starting anywhere between 45 and 50 years old especially for black men, you're going to want to start a little bit younger. So when you start screening men, you are able to capture earlier detection of prostate cancer. So the screening starts around 45 to 50 years old. And so you're able to identify those men in their early 50s or certainly in their 60s that may have uh, an elevated PSA, which leads to sometimes prostate cancer. So what are some of the actual symptoms of prostate cancer? And are there various grades of symptoms? Yeah, this is the, this is the, the, the tricky part about prostate cancer. Many times you won't have any symptoms. The majority of men that are diagnosed with prostate cancer won't have any symptoms at all, which is actually a good thing because many times when men have symptoms of prostate cancer, their prostate cancer is more advanced. And so one thing that is very important is prostate cancer screening. And that helps to detect men that have prostate cancer before the onset of symptoms. Listen to your heart. I'm Don Chaney, former NBA player and coach, and I have hereditary ATTRCM or transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy a life-threatening condition that can lead to heart failure. Let your heart speak to you. If you have been diagnosed with heart failure and you're still experiencing fatigue, shortness of breath, or seemingly unrelated symptoms such as carpal tunnel syndrome, talk to your doctor. Listen with all your heart and soul. Early diagnosis is key. I'm here to testify to that. Download the doctor discussion guide to know what questions to ask your doctor at yourheartsmessage.com slash Don. Brought to you by Pfizer. Now we've mentioned, or I've heard you mention black men a lot. Like we get it more or black men get it more than some of our counterparts. Why is that? I really believe this has a lot to do with healthcare disparities. Meaning that the education in the black community for men to go see a physician isn't as prevalent. Um, those physicians that are treating men in the black community need to offer prostate cancer screening consisting of a PSA, which is called the prostate specific antigen and a digital rectal exam. That needs to be offered to men as they are seeking uh, screening and preventative health care. There's also a lot of hesitation. Is it not offered as preventative health care? Well, it needs to be offered by by the physicians that men are seeing. You know, it's the the problem has been with prostate cancer screening is the controversy regarding the blood test called the PSA that is used to screen men. This blood test is a good test. It's not a great test. And with that, you can have some men that are diagnosed with prostate cancer that may not affect them in their lifetime. You can have some men that have a PSA 
that is abnormal but don't have prostate cancer at all. And so it really takes a physician to counsel men, to counsel them on their risk factors that they have for prostate cancer. Discussing risk factors um, and potentially ways to lower risk factors, this might be an out-of-the-pocket question, but does our diet, can our diet affect um, um, our chances for prostate cancer or I guess cancer in general? Yeah, it, it absolutely can. And I think uh, diet plays an important role in the prevention of many cancers, not just prostate cancer, but uh, a diet that has uh, low red meat intake. Um, a diet that you can increase your fish consumption, um, a diet that might even have a normal daily caloric intake of calcium, not to exceed the daily value, can also show some um, benefit in lowering your risk for cancer, not just specifically prostate cancer, but cancer in general. That's interesting because, you know, we have, you know, some awareness around uh, unhealthy eating habits within some black you know, in black communities. And I'm just wondering, is there, is there a correlation there? Um, so, wow. It's, it's not a direct correlation, but for overall cancer prevention, a healthy diet is, has been shown to be beneficial. So what would you say to somebody listening right now? And they're like, Hey, you know what? I had a family member, they had a healthy diet, they worked out, they still ended up getting prostate cancer. So I ain't about to make no switches up, no switches up. I ain't about to switch nothing up. I ain't about to change nothing because um, they got it. If they can get it and they out here living their best life, they being healthy. What does that say for me? So what would you say to that person listening? Because there's always one. That, that's that's right. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, you could do all of the right things um, and yes, you could still develop prostate cancer. You could do all of the right things, and yes, you could still develop lung cancer. And um, that should not be a deterrent from you trying to live your best life, your healthy, your best healthy life, I should say. Um, and uh, you, the prevention that that family member may have received you may not be able to acknowledge. So could you describe what prostate cancer treatments look like? Are those similar to any type of cancer treatment? Is there something specific about prostate cancer treatment? Well, prostate cancer treatment, it's, it's, a, it's a range of treatment that we can offer, which is fortunate because some men would benefit more from surgical treatment of, of their prostate cancer. Some men would benefit more from radiation treatment of their prostate cancer, but we have a, a wide variety of treatment options that we are able to, to offer men. Um, the surgical treatment involves removal of the entire prostate. Radiation treatment involves radiating the prostate as it's in the body, or there's a form of radiation treatment called brachytherapy, which involves implanting little radioactive seeds into the prostate. Those are probably going to be the mainstays of treatment, surgery, radiation, radioactive seeds, but there are many others, including um, high-frequency ultrasound. That can treat the prostate cancer. Proton therapy, that can treat prostate cancer as well. So there are many options, and many times the treatment is tailored to the type of prostate cancer that one may have. 
this may be a hyper scientific question. So I apologize to my listeners, maybe. <laughs> um, but what does radiation do to the cells? You know, cancer is a proliferation of, of cells, right? Uh, so what is the radi- what is what is happening there? Well, it stops that proliferation. You okay, know. simple. Gotcha. Yeah. And, y'all, and, and, y'all be using SAT words today, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we, it, that's exactly what it does. It, it, it stops the cell growth. And because it's an overabundance of the cell growth with generally speaking with many cancers. And that's what the radiation does. This may be a very elementary question, but I'm going to ask, are there different stages? Because with breast cancer, there are different stages. Is that the same with prostate cancer? That, that No, that's a really good question. Actually, there are varying stages of prostate cancer. And it really depends on how advanced the prostate cancer is if the prostate cancer is localized just to the prostate or if it is extended beyond the prostate, if it is extended locally, meaning that adjacent to the prostate, or if it's extended throughout the body. So all of that impacts the stage that one uh, may be classified with. What's the treatment time span or is there a time span? Is it like six months? Is it three months? Or does it just really depend on like, the the cancer itself i like to look at it as it's a lifelong treatment for prostate cancer meaning you won't have active treatment something going on at each time but part of treatment is following a patient after they've received either their surgery or after they've received their radiation or whatever definitive treatment that the, that they have had So the duration of the treatment really expands the the, the lifetime of that patient. Once that patient is diagnosed with prostate cancer, you continue to follow them and to surveil them. With surgery, treatment's pretty limited. The time of surgery and then their recovery period, which can be anywhere from two to six weeks. You mentioned surgical removal. And my my head my you know my head just lights up like can a man survive a functional sex life <laughs> maybe even without a prostate? What is that's, that? That's a real question right there. That's you have an orgasm without a prostate? It's it's a real question and it's a question that many men have concerns about, not just with undergoing a prostate cancer treatment, but many times that causes them to delay their diagnosis of prostate cancer for the concern of side effects that they may experience to they undergo treatment. So yes, with prostate cancer treatment, whether it's surgery or whether it's radiation, you can have some impact on your sexual function, on your erectile function, and you can have some impact on your urinary control. With Depending on the type of prostate cancer you've been diagnosed with, there are ways that we can surgically remove the prostate, ensuring that the nerves that are responsible for erections remain intact. So those men after treatment can obtain an erection. They would still be able to orgasm whether the nerves for erection are spared or not, but for them to be able to obtain an erection, it's going to be important for them to, for 
the surgery to spare the nerves that are responsible for erections. You know what a booster shot can be like? Charging a cell phone. Just like a cell phone charger helps restore your battery, a booster is given after a primary series vaccination to enhance or restore protection against COVID-19, which wanes over time. Boosters are recommended for people five years and older. Schedule a booster appointment as soon as eligible. You can even make the appointment on your phone, as long as it's charged. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Yeah, if you are on the opposite side of this, so let's say you're a boo or a wife or you're you're on the opposite end of this and, and you hear that um, the man that you're with, they have prostate cancer and they may have to have surgery. How do we as women support um, you? I, I just, I, how do we support when, when that news comes? Because that, um, to Britt's point, as a man, that could be devastating. Yeah, absolutely. I've treated a lot of patients um, surgically um, for treatment of their prostate cancer. And what I've seen in my practice is that many men focus initially on cancer control, understandably so. But what I've started to tell men is that I want you to give an equal amount of time and consideration to your functionality of your erections and urinary control as you do your cancer control. I know we're gonna be able to control your cancer well. And afterwards, you're gonna do well. This is what I tell many men. But I equally need you to prepare yourself in the event you have difficulties obtaining erections or have difficulties with, with urinary leakage. And that's the same thing that I say to a spouse, um, supportive family, is that that is the support and the encouragement that you're gonna to need to give this patient, your loved one afterwards, because there may be some challenges there. And I've seen many men become depressed from that because not enough time has been given and, and consideration been given to how this treatment can impact your functionality. And so I would certainly say to, to wives, spouses, significant others, that is uh, an important aspect to support the patient with. As a black male physician, what do you want to leave your listeners with on this episode? You, you said some things that were very clear, but is there anything else that you want to leave your listeners with? Specifically I, I would, go on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, is there anything as a black male physician that you want to leave the listeners with when it comes to prostate cancer? Absolutely. I just like to really encourage those men, those black men that are 40, 45, those that have a strong family history of prostate cancer, and even those that do not. I'd like to encourage all men to um, talk with their primary care physician. Um, talk with me, I'd be happy to speak with you about being screened for prostate cancer, what screening means, uh, what treatment options mean should you be diagnosed with prostate cancer. And uh, I think it's so important to obtain that early detection. With early detection, we are best able and best equipped to be able to treat your prostate cancer. 
And I think I kind of want to use that as our, uh, what's your 365? Doctor, what would be going into a primary care physician? What's that one question? Um, or what's the first question that a, a man needs to ask when they go in um, when it comes to prostate cancer and getting the prostate checked? What is it that I need to do for my preventative health? Because that not only includes prostate cancer, but that includes other preventative measures that are increased incidence in the black community as well. So what can I do for my preventative health? Specifically for prostate cancer, I like to be screened. I like to undergo a blood test called a PSA or prostate specific antigen. I like to have a digital rectal exam so I can be aware if I'm at any increased risk for prostate cancer. We 65ers, going back to our Dharma talk, if you are someone or you know someone struggling with prostate cancer, these changes are very vulnerable moments, but it's important that you do that self-work. So there are some resources that you know people have to get them more information on prostate cancer, you have the Shelf Field Program for Prostate Cancer in Black Men, the Prostate Cancer Foundation, and Zero, the End of Prostate Cancer. This was a phenomenal conversation, Doctor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Doctor, if people are interested in reaching out to you, learning more, learning more about your practice as well as prostate cancer, uh, how can they contact you? Uh, they can contact me by contacting Virginia Urology. Um, I'd be happy to see them and talk to them more about prostate cancer. Our contact number is area code 804-330-9105. Dr. Orton, thank you so much for coming to the three Black Health 365 podcast um, to give your expertise um, and really shed some light on this whole thing called Movember, because I definitely thought it was just giving scruffy mixed rough with y'all. But now I do understand that it's more. Um, and there's more that I can do to support and help. So again, thank you so very much. Absolutely. This was an enlightening conversation. And doctor, I'm excited to have you back for another conversation on testicular cancer. Yes. Uh, 365ers, as always, if you have questions, if there is something that you want us to discuss right here on the Black Health 365 podcast, hit us up on IG, BH365 podcast. Again, that is BH365 podcast for the people in the back who act like they can't hear. It was probably you. That's BH365 Podcast. Hit that follow button and ask questions so we can live a 365 well life. And I said what I said. Okay. <laughs> My name is Britt Daniels, your co-host. Jackie Page. And this has been the Black Health 365 Podcast. Period. Peace, namaste, and love. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahi Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson. <laughs>